this is a baptism box. Here's how it works. I just baptized my daughter up here, which was awesome. It's December 10th. And so next year on December 10th, we will pull out this box. And we will open it up. And inside will be her baptism certificate. Maybe the outfit she's wearing, some other things from this day. And we will remember that she was baptized on this day. And she was welcomed into the church. And she will get a gift that will be in this box. And hopefully she will look forward to December 10th every year as the day she was baptized and welcomed into the church. And also in here is a letter. I was thinking about today, about baptism, about Maya's baptism, about baptism in the church. Kids, maybe some of you don't know if you were baptized or not. Adults, maybe some of you don't know if you were baptized or not. Baptism in the church is often a sort of set it and forget it sort of thing. We check it off the list and we move on and we don't use the rich imagery and symbolism. Baptism is sometimes used in um, manipulative ways. Um, I know people have felt their arms twisted into baptism and it's something they, they, a set of language they don't use for their faith. But I thought I would write a letter to Maya and to all of us about why we baptized her. Dear child, a few weeks ago you were inconsolable. I changed your diaper, I fed you, I burped you, but you screamed until your entire tiny body was red. I got warm watching you and I kicked off my slippers. I held you and bounced you and you stopped screaming only long enough to catch a few quick empty breaths so you could keep screaming. I recognized those panicked breaths. And I prayed as I held you that you would outgrow them. But you might not. I bounced you up and down and said, there's nothing to be afraid of. You're safe. Then I started chanting, we won't be afraid. We won't be afraid. We won't be afraid. And your mom laughed at me, but I just kept saying it. And eventually you made the journey from screaming to crying to whimpering to staring. And finally your eyelids started sticking during your blinks. And I kept chanting, we won't be afraid, we won't be afraid, we won't be afraid. Because I wasn't saying it for you, I was saying it for me. I thought about the distance between you and me, your fingers compared to mine, your understanding of language, of the world compared to mine. And if you knew how safe and loved you were, I think you would have calmed down and breathed more deeply. And I thought about the distance between myself and God, and if I knew how safe and loved I was, I would calm down and breathe more deeply as well. And at baptism, what we say is that you are safe and you are loved and sometimes you will forget it, but it's true even then. When you remember that you are baptized, child, I hope it will help you breathe deeply and live more peacefully with yourself and with others. Dear child, baptism is the sign and seal of God's covenant. It's like the sign at the front of a wooded path that points you to the beach and the endless lake. It's a seal. There used to be a thing called paper, and you would take ink and write letters with the ink on the paper. And at one point in history, it was the only form of long-distance communication. And so the emperor would send the letter to the people, and the letter carried the words of authority. But how did people know they could trust the words? Couldn't someone else write the letter? How did they know that the letter was really from the emperor? 
how did they know it could be trusted? Before the letter was sent out, hot wax was dripped onto the bottom of the letter, and the emperor would place his unique ring into the hot wax, sealing its authority. God has written you a letter, child, and it says that your sins are forgiven, and that you are never alone, and that you have a people. It says, what can separate you from my love? Trouble or distress or famine or nakedness or danger or violence? No. You are a conqueror, little girl. Nothing can separate you from my love. Baptism is a seal placed on that letter, so you know that the letter is true and that it is trustworthy. Dear child, we baptized you today. Ooh, this is going to get tough. <sighs> but what if you grow up and say, how dare you? What if you say, I don't want to be engaged to confess the faith of Christ crucified until my life's end? Well, child, if I can be honest with you, it's not a matter of if you will say that. I don't know many Christians who haven't said some version of how dare you or that's not for me at one point or another. No, the better question is when you do say that, when your fingers lose their strength and can't hold on any longer, when you have worn yourself out with arguments or have found the cross too much to carry, what then will this water mean? At that moment, child, it is precisely the promise sealed in your baptism that has the only chance of bringing you back to the arms that never get tired, the fingers that never lose their grip. Baptism is grounded in the faithfulness of God and not the strength of your grip. So at that moment, when you are 19 and questioning everything, when you are 27 and life hasn't turned out how you thought it should, when you are 40 and your faith has led you into scary places and you don't know how you will be able to go on, it is exactly then that your baptism means precisely what it means today. That though you knew nothing of it, Christ came, Christ died, and Christ lives nearer to you than you are to yourself. And you can't do a thing to change that. Dear child, we baptized you today and we claimed the forgiving and transforming love of God for you because as Frederick Buechner puts it, when it comes to the forgiving and transforming love of God, one wonders if the six-year-old, six-week-old screecher knows all that much less than the Archbishop of Canterbury about what's actually going on. We baptized you into the church today because you are the daughter of your mother. And being our child means that you are a long baby and pasty white. You were born to us in Chicago, Illinois of these United States, and at birth you became an American citizen. You got no choice in the matter. For better or worse, that is your lot. And if being born to your mother and I makes you a citizen of this country, you can be sure that you are a citizen of the kingdom that has no end. You will get a passport soon that will identify you as an American citizen, but not until you've been marked by the waters that make you a citizen of Christ's kingdom. You're an American, and someday I hope you will be glad to be. But child, first, you belong to an age-old people made up of every tribe and nationality and race. You're a daughter of a people that speaks every language in the line of Rahab and Sarah and Deborah and Ruth and Mary and Phoebe and St. Teresa and Mother Teresa. And you are the daughter of the king and of his kingdom. There shall be no end. Dear child, you look left mainly. I know the right side of your face better than I know my own. 
I've prayed more these last few months than I ever have. It's a combination of having time on my hands while having my hands full and this spiritual itch that seems to come with being a dad and it's been good. The other day I was praying for you for when you start school and then when you start middle school and I can't really picture either right now but I think I will find it comforting knowing that I've prayed for those days when I get to them. I hope you will too. I prayed for you when you are thinking about college and when you fall in love and then out of love again. I prayed for you when you're 35 and starting a new career, 45 and wondering how you got there. I prayed for you for when you are as old as your great-grandma. She is 94, and when you were one day old, she was 34,320 days old. And she wasn't a big fan when I told her that. <laughs> when you are 94 someday, God willing, I will be long gone. Your mother and I will be a shadow of a memory in your mind. But I've prayed for you. And today, though you are only three months old, we've done the very best thing we could do. We've placed you under the light of God's promises, a light that shines in the darkness, a light that shines even when your breath is short, and your fear inconsolable. All my love. Let's pray. God, we thank you that your promises are trustworthy and they are true. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.